You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Luke chapter 1. This morning we took some time to look at God's amazing gift of why He sent Jesus to the earth and that the message of Christmas is one of reconciliation. And even as God has been speaking to us this year on reconciliation, is we recognize that you and I are not saved just so that we can get to heaven. It begins with that, because each and every one of us were destined for hell. And it's not as if God is the one sending us to hell. We were dead in our sin, just by being born as a human. We died in the death that Adam had died on in, in the garden. But thank God that in His great mercy and great wisdom, He hid it as a mystery. That cursed is he who hangs on a tree. So that Jesus, when he came to the earth in a human body, could be put on a tree to become a curse, to redeem us from the curse. So that the blessing of Abraham may come upon us. And in that, it was God saying, I choose to pay the full price for your sin on that cross. That I would never have to hold anyone's sin against them again. And sometimes the question is, why then do people end up going to hell? Because as I said, we were all destined there anyway. God in His love came to get us out of hell, to save us into His kingdom. And as born-again citizens of God, we ended off this morning recognizing the Word has called us to be ambassadors, ambassadors of reconciliation. And that's you and me. Hallelujah. Say, I am an ambassador of the kingdom of God, a minister of reconciliation. A minister of reconciliation. That's an amazing revelation. If you did miss this morning, I really want to encourage you, go and listen to the message because it is the message of Christmas. Why Jesus came to the earth in order to redeem mankind. And here we see in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, now in the sixth month, sixth, sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. I said this morning, it's amazing how often angels had to start with, do not be afraid. How God constantly is dealing with that spirit of fear. Where Paul told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. How Jesus had to deal with his disciples. And every time there was something amazing, powerful was happening, how the enemy would try and get in there with fear. And Jesus would say, why did you fear? Oh, you of little faith. It wasn't that they had small faith. It was faith of a short burst. That if we allow fear into our lives, it will stop what God wants to do. And God wants you to experience the best in life. And the only reason we worry about tomorrow 
is because of the fear of what that outcome might be. But if you fully trust God, and you know God's got this, and He has the solution, there is no fear in the perfect love of God. I said there is no fear. The Bible says that perfect love flushes out fear, casts out fear. And so I really want to encourage you. I know that sometimes people will say things like, you know, embrace your fears, face your fears. It's normal to fear. You're going to fear all the time, but you just got to learn to overcome it and get over it. No, no, no. We have to, it's, it is a demonic spirit. And you and I as Christians have a right and authority to resist that and get it out of our lives. How do we do that? We totally flood our hearts with the knowledge, God loves me. He has got this. See, the enemy always wants us to focus on the worst case. What could happen? But what, what, what if? Well, just what if you land up thoroughly blessed? Just what if you land up as a millionaire? Just what if all that pain's gone from your body forever? Just, just what if? Why don't we meditate on those what ifs? I'm speaking to someone tonight. Amen. Yeah, but we just got to be realistic. Well, get realistic. Jesus bore every sickness and every disease. You know what's realistic? Is he became poor that so you through his poverty might be made rich. That's realistic. It is realistic for me to be healthy. It is realistic for me to be wealthy. It's realistic for me to feel safe in any environment. It's realistic to know that God is our God. And if you call on his name, he'll save you. No matter what situation you're in. And yeah, he addresses Mary, because we have to get you back to a heart of faith, Mary. I want fear contaminating what I'm about to tell you here. And he says, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. Now, one thing I've read in the Word, there's many things, but one thing in context, yeah, is that God does not show favor toward any person. He is no respecter of persons. Let me rephrase that. God is no respecter of persons, but He does have favorites. Oh, Pastor Sam reacted much better than you did. See, he gets it. I never take it for granted. God is not a respecter of person, but He does have favorites. I was, well, maybe I'm just not one of his favorites then. No, 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 hang on. He doesn't favor people because of people. He favors you based on the word. Amen. The moment without faith, it is impossible to please God. And if God has found favor, means he's pleased. And that couldn't have happened without faith. And that tells me that Mary was a woman of Faith. And because she's a woman of faith, God said, that's someone I can use. It wasn't because she's Mary or she was just such a good little girl. God randomly chose a woman. No, he was looking for someone that the, based on the level of message he was bringing, he needed to know that when he said it, it's going to be someone that will get it. That's so easy to do. You just have to make the adjustment. If God says it, I believe it. And if you can get to that place, if God said it, I believe it, 
You are his favorite. You're on the front row. Oh, come on. How do you want to be on the front row when that wave of blessing flows? You're highly favored. Say, me too. You have found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And he, you, and shall call his name Jesus. Now, family, you read Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. But remember that this was a Hebrew girl. And the angel is talking in a language she understands. And when he said his name shall be called Yeshua, he was saying he'll be called the one who saves. You're going to bear a child and his name shall be called the one who saves. Remember this morning we learned how God, he wants his name to be known. Verse 32, he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. How long? Forever. Forever. See, God, when he spoke to David, David found such favor in the eyes of God that even though they had been started off with Saul as the king of Israel, but then because of what had happened through his pride and his sin, but David found favor. And because of his heart toward God, the man of the God's own heart, God said, your throne will be forever. That means there'll never be someone of the descent without, that's not from the descent of David. Someone from the descent of David will always be on the throne of Israel. And now when Jesus comes, he says that even though at this point in time, it may look like there is not any king that's on the throne from David, but I am establishing Jesus and he will be king for eternity. That's good news. And verse 33, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Of his kingdom, there will be no end. And so Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? What she's saying, I haven't received seed from any man. I have not yet conceived because of a man giving me seed. I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, family of God, I want you to notice that in that statement, nowhere does he say the Holy Spirit will make you pregnant. Did he say that? What did he say? She said, I've not known a man. He didn't say, don't worry, God will put him in there. 
Listen to the wording. It's important. We touched on it this morning, but I want to show it to you from the Word of God tonight. Notice what the angel said. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. How many of you have had the Holy Spirit come upon you? Did you fall pregnant? That's not what does it. Now, there is a way to fall pregnant through that. Janine and I have experienced that. But it's not just because the Holy Spirit comes on you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. How many of you had the, Holy, the highest overshadow you? All of us. The moment you draw into the presence of God, you're under His wings. You know what He said? Therefore also... The Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now hear what this angel is saying. The Holy One who is to be born. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham understood that the faith of God is calling things that are not as though they are. And so here we have an angel speaking the language of faith. You may not think you're pregnant, but I'm saying there is one coming. The one who is to be born. He just ignored the question. She said, how can this be? I have not known a man. He goes ahead and says, there's one to be born. And it's coming through you. Now indeed. Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. Tell that to your neighbor. Oh, no, 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 not, not with that religious, hallelujah, with God. No, no, I want you to tell them like you're going to make them believe that. Because that angel looked at her and said, now you are concerned about falling pregnant. And I'm telling you, there's a baby coming through you. And I'm reminding you of Elizabeth, who even though she was old and barren, she fell pregnant. And I'm looking you in the eyes and I'm telling you, with God, nothing is impossible. Now try that. Did they believe you? Ask them, do they believe you? Family of God, I'm, I'm not just going through some silly exercise here. I'm stirring up your faith. Because if you can get to the place where nothing with God is impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. If you said it, I believe it. And then the angel departed from her. Why? I got the job done. According to your Word, let it be to me. Remember Genesis 3 verse 15, God said, I'll put enmity between you talking to the devil 
the enemy. I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Talking about Jesus. Your seed. Every one of us who have been born were born of the seed of a man. Yeah, God, prophetically speaking in Genesis, that you, a woman, shall have seed that will bring the Savior into the earth. What seed is that? Luke 8 verse 11, the parable is this. This is Jesus himself speaking. The seed is the word of God. See, the angel gave her the outcome. You're going to bear a child. She didn't care how it happens. I've not known a man. He says, no, that's not the issue. The Holy Spirit is going to come on you. She said, let it be as you've said. As the word of God has been spoken. And the moment she declared that, the word of God was the seed that went out of her mouth and entered into her womb. And she conceived without the seed of a man. Her body produced a body. And science today would have said, nah, it's impossible. Skeptics say, yeah, right. Joseph? Family of God, the word of God, Jesus said his word is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. All scripture, if God has said something, you know it's the truth. And even though your mind, even though science may not be able to explain it, that spoken word is far more powerful than you could ever imagine. Once a word is spoken, God has given you so many promises, so many blessings, that if you choose to believe what God has said, and He gives you that instruction, and the moment you say, according to your word, let it be. Jesus is that very seed. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. And that word became flesh, that seed. Hallelujah. And now this woman is now pregnant as a virgin, as prophesied in the word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now, you understand, he didn't hear the angel. So, here's Mary, and they have not yet slept together, and she's pregnant. Now, you can just imagine in his mind, yeah, Mary... But you notice he didn't turn against her. He loved her. And he wanted to protect her. 
And I think in his mind, he's still trying to figure out how come she's pregnant. But he really doesn't care. And he's going to protect her and he doesn't want the public to know that she's pregnant. Because it would have been a scandal. And so he puts her away. But notice this, verse 20. But while he thought about these things, his mind's mulling over this. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Family, how many you recognize the only reason words have the power to be seed is because Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. My words are spirit and they are life. See, words in the kingdom of God are not just audible sounds. Before we're born again, that's what it is. Our communication, we use vocal organs so that we can send the sound waves through the air so that your ear can pick it up and interpret it with your brain. What I've said to you, it's a form of communication. But in the kingdom of God, words are currency. Words are creative. Words matter. Jesus said you will be held accountable for every word spoken. You've got to get that. You, you can't, you, you're just not going to stand in front of Jesus one day and say, I was just joking. Hang on now. It's like taking a shotgun and blowing someone away and say, oh, I was just joking. No, that, that is a reality in the natural. You pull that trigger, it has an outcome. Same with words. You release words, they work. Words go into action. Jesus said, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He said, if you just say to this mountain, be removed, cast in the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, believe that the things you say will come to pass, you will have what you say. I just don't understand why this keeps happening. It keeps happening to me. It keeps happening to me. I don't understand. Yeah, you say it keeps happening. You saying it keeps happening. You're getting this. So words are vitally, vitally important. And so the very fact that Jesus said his words are spirit and they life. When you take God on the word that he has said and he has spoken. And then you choose to believe it and speak it. It's not because you said it that it has power. The word itself is the seed. But it's required to be spoken from a heart of faith. The moment you speak it from a heart of faith, that word becomes the life force that's going to carry out what God sent it for. And he'll watch over that word. It's his own name on the line. And he'll make sure that that word comes to pass because someone who believes him dared to say it. And so the fact is because that word was spoken as delivered by God, believed, now it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that caused the life to evoke in her body. And she will bring forth a son. And you will call his name the one who saves. Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Praise God. Can you imagine both Mary and Joseph? 
hearing. They're going to have a son. But this is not any ordinary boy. This boy is going to raise up, grow up to take the sin of the world. See, Luke 19, verse 10, this is what Jesus said. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. 1 John 3, verse 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. This purpose, Jesus came for one reason, is to hang on that cross. For it is written, cursed is he who hangs on a tree. Why? So that he could become that curse. So that the blessing of Abraham may come upon you and me. And he chose to be made son, that you might be made the righteousness of God. He came to destroy whatever Satan has tried to do in your life. I don't care how it comes, whether it's through a bloodline, through a curse, through whatever's happened in your body, whatever's happened just because of a bad decision or a bad mistake. God sent His Word to heal and to deliver you from your destruction. No matter what has happened in your life, this is the reason we have Christmas is because Jesus was born and came to the earth to destroy everything Satan has tried to bring in your life. And if you dare to believe that and you say, Lord, with man it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. So according to your word, let it be. See, that's all faith is. It's not begging God. You just have to find the promise. That's why I had a testimony. Somebody came to me, a couple, that a little while back we were believing God. And, and the Lord spoke to me and spoke about a couple that are trying to fall pregnant. And when they came to me and they said, Pastor Alan, we, we, would you pray for us? I'm trying to fall, we're trying to fall pregnant. And my, led by the Holy Spirit, I said, which scripture are you standing on? What, what scripture are you believing? And of course, they said, well, we got all of these scriptures. And they were quoting the scripture Janine and I had looked up, you know, when it comes to believing for children. Because, you know, we were also faced with that challenge. But we had the word from God and we stood on the word and all our children are born of our loins. Praise Jesus. And so they, they said, yeah, they believe in the scripture. But the husband said when he, when he went home, that statement challenged him. What scripture are you standing on? Because what word did you get? Not just something that you remembered or someone else mentioned. Has God spoken? And they went to the scripture and they, they, they were listening to the word and receiving from God and saying, Lord, show us what is, what is the scripture? And God spoke to them, and this has happened to me as well, where I've received the scripture, and if I showed it to you, say that's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> they, they, he's, he got Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. They said, what has that got to do with being pregnant? But they heard from God. And they said, according to your word, let it be. And so what they did is instead of trying to focus on falling pregnant, they put all their mind into serving God. And they, and they, they, they started getting more and more active and serving God where they could. And they've looked for avenues and ways of making kingdom the priority. And they just, that's all they focus on, serving God. And a 
few, a little while later, they found out his wife is pregnant. She's pregnant. Amen. Why? Because the word became life. And that's the key. Is no matter what the devil has done to destroy you, go to the word. Listen for the word. There is a promise that covers your situation. And it's not just about concordance, look up a verse. You can start doing that. But in that, if you're listening, God will speak to you. And once you hear his word, once that angel had spoken to Mary, she said, according to your word, let it be. I know it doesn't make sense. I've not known a man. But if you say a baby's coming out of me, I believe. And what happened? Jesus was conceived. Hallelujah. See, God doesn't need what the world thinks has to happen for something to take place. Amen. If God's called someone to be a millionaire, they may think, well, I've got to work 20 years to get there. No, no, no. If God has a way, you just have to get the right word, sow the right seed, and he can do it by next week, Friday. You just need someone to say, according to your word, let it be. Amen. Doctors look at you and say, no, you just got to accept that that's part of old age. You're going to have to go in for a huge operation. And, you know, that's just the only way out of this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a word from God. And I don't have to go through a huge operation. I have a word that he bore every sickness and he took every disease. And if he removed the pain, it's not part of my life. And according to your word, let it be unto me. And watch how God moves in and changes that. Hallelujah. Say this, my Jesus came to destroy every work of the devil. See, the Christmas message is for salvation. Reconciliation, salvation. Isaiah 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. He'll be known as the son of God. The government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Jesus is still on the throne. He is your king. He is the Lord. And the king is king of a kingdom. And the decree of a king is established as law. Every word that God has spoken has been from this throne. And once he has spoken it, his entire kingdom, his entire angelic force is commissioned to make sure that that comes to pass in your life. You have every right and every authority to demand it. Amen. Give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Family, this Christmas, I want you to recognize that 
no matter what has happened in the last two years. I stand here tonight amazed at the power of God because this time last year, our family was getting ready to celebrate Christmas without my wife in our home. She was lying in a hospital. And out of the mouth of a doctor, the expert, I don't take him down for any reason. This is not negative. This is not to criticize. He did his job. He, he, he has to look at the natural. But everything in the natural said there was no way for Janine to come back out. The stats were, uh, inflammations were the highest they had seen. I mean, you were here for the testimony. You heard it out of the doctor's mouth. They were the highest that they had seen. And they said, there's no way. And there were other complications that overrode and were on top of it. It's done. But I had a word. And I refused to go with the fear. Oh, yes, the enemy would want to get you there. But I had enough scriptures. You can go look him, as I said this morning, go do a concordance search. I, I, I had a whole bunch of scriptures. Do not fear, 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 fear not, fear not, do not fear, do not fear. Love of God flushes out fear. All I had to do was focus on the love of God. God, you love us. And so this Christmas is going to be a whole lot different. Yeah, she stands tonight. We are gonna we're gonna have Christmas on Christmas, Amen. And our house is full of joy, and it's full of Christmas Day. And Janine is just—I mean, she knows how to do Christmas, and everything is just all Christmassy, and the music's playing, and the smells are already started with the way Christmas is here. And so we got a lot to celebrate, and I know you do too. And that's what I want you to see. That's what Jesus came for. And so, family of God, I really want us to get a hold of what I've said. If anything has happened in your life in these last two years, we're heading for a new year. And the, the word is coming for us. But I'm telling you already now, is whatever has happened, the reason Jesus came was to destroy that which tried to take you down and hurt you. And God is in restoration. Hallelujah. That's, that's his life. That's who he is. Things, oh, she can. I, I, I just want to put this across in tongues, then you'll get it. But then we need an interpretation, and then we're back to English again. But I'll do my best. You got to get this. God is not satisfied in any arena of broken. If he sees broken, if he sees hurt, if he sees destruction, if he sees, he always moves in and he fixes it. Always, 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 always. You got to know that about your God. Believe that about your God. You get to that place, you will not tolerate broken in your life ever again. Uh-uh, no, no, no. I will never grow satisfied with that in my life. As long as it's destruction, stealing, killing, destroying, it doesn't belong in my life. Yeah, but what if God's trying to teach you a lesson? 
Nah-ah-ah. His word is given to me for instruction, reproof, and correction. He bore sickness and disease on that cross. He bore lack. He bore poverty. I do not put up with poverty. No. Don't ever try and talk me into that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm on New Year's Eve here. But I, it, it's, it's so over me. I mean, if, if you touch a wet sponge, it splashes. So, family, I'm telling you, God's moving in your life. He's moving, and it's time to step up. Step out, step, step out, because miracles, listen, miracles in God's kingdom is not, He doesn't call it miracles. It's referred to that as because it's outside of natural science. It doesn't make sense. That's why we call it a miracle. It can't be explained. But he calls it mysteries, and he calls it the work of God. I want you to get naturally, I want you to be comfortable. You're going to see miracles in your life daily. You're going to get used to pointing at something that's broken and say, be made whole. And then walk away and expect to come back and see it fixed. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is. We want you confident in that. If you lay hands on someone and they say, it still hurts, that, that's like, no, couldn't be. You're healed. Amen. That's why I know. I mean, when we pray for someone to have a job, everyone we pray for got it. Why? I expect it. I don't expect anything less. A couple comes to us, they haven't had babies, I speak it, they are fall pregnant. Why? I believe it. But of course, they must receive it as well. Amen? But now you are activated for miracles. You are activated to see the supernatural. Amen? And here's the other thing. Supernatural doesn't have to be spectacular. There are times when you, you know, there's a Red Sea and boom, you stand up. I mean, yeah, if that was me, man, I'd be checking that water. And like, How does that feel like? How's it? That, that's spectacular. Then sometimes it's just that still small voice. Once God spoke, you will bear a child. How can there be a not known a man? No, God's ordained it. Believe it. Well, according to your word, let it be. What did she feel like? Nothing. No change. Come on. Ladies, those that have been pregnant, when did you know you were pregnant? Long after it actually happened. Isn't that right? See, God will move powerfully. You don't have to expect big bang always. Sometimes it's just speak and let it be. Let it be and believe the words that you have said are working right now. Hallelujah. What is it that you want? What is it that you need? Just raise your hands right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your anointing. Father, we've heard your word tonight. And tonight, we stand here as a people. And you've seen each and every one where they've been. You've seen how the enemy has tried to hurt, 
tried to steal, tried to destroy. But you know you've already covered it on that cross. It was destroyed. When Jesus said he came to destroy the work of the devil, he did that. And it was finished on the cross. That's what it is finished means. We believe it. And so tonight, I thank you for your glory. We thank you for your anointing. And I see transformation taking place. Great changes. Great changes are happening. Great changes are happening. Thank you, Jesus.